Listener Production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, I'll be joined by Abby Holmes, as I am every Thursday throughout the AFLW season. We will chat SAS and just how close Abby got to winning it. We'll speak about the retirement of the GOAT, Aaron Phillips. We'll chat Game of the Round. That's all up on a jam-packed show coming right now. You are listening to Footy Talk. Of course, if you're listening on Spotify, please hit the bell. This is where we get all the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFLW. And joining me every Thursday, as she does through the AFLW season, Abby Holmes. Welcome, Abby. First of all, all of us fans that have been following SAS. Disappointing. You were so close. So close. But you did so well. You made everyone so proud. I'm sure you made yourself and your family proud, but so close. Thank you. And I think that's what hurts the most is that I made it through, you know, pretty much the entire 10 days. Days bar that one little challenge. So very proud, yes, but there is that little bit of me um, who, as I said throughout the entire the show, the perfectionist, I'm <laughs> yes. so hard on myself that's just going far out. Like, yeah. But in saying that, the, my undoing was yeah. when I had to say goodbye to my family. Um, the, the emotional side behind that, I, you know, you're already physically, emotionally, psychologically exhausted. Yeah. And then being put in that situation of effectively you're about to be killed, yep. you've got to say goodbye to your family. You'll never see them again. That messed with you. That messed with me. <laughs> and I, I spoke to Ant at Seven Upfronts a few weeks and I said, that's what cooked me. And he was like, we do that for a reason. Yep. And I, you know, my family, is. I, I could cry about them now when I talk about them, but um, yeah, they mean everything to me. And after that, I was just, yeah, mentally uh, drained. Well, well done. So Thank experience you. for a lifetime? Uh, yeah, it's Would by Would you do far, it again? Oh, now that I'm through it and yep. I'm six months down the track and I've just watched this incredible production roll out, yes, I'd do it again in a heartbeat and because now I'm always going to want to pass. Like yeah, I, okay. I, I, I'm so close. Now it's going to be something that's going to just yeah. itch away at the back of it's your gonna mind. It's going to annoy me. Yeah. It's going to eat but away you recommend me. it for others too. Recommend it for yeah. others, 100%. You learn so much about yourself. Um, you know, you're capable of so much more than, than the mind thinks you are um, and the body thinks you can do. Um, so, yeah, it certainly was one of the most extraordinary experiences of my life. Well, I was very impressed. I'm still not sure whether I could get, I could do it. I don't think, I don't think <laughs> Go I've on. got that in me. I think I've checked out a long time ago. Hey, let's get into the AFLW, let's. Abby, because there's plenty of big news to talk about, and we have to start off the top with the retirement of the GOAT. Erin Phillips announcing her retirement from the world of football. Before we chat about it, let's take a listen to her press conference yesterday. My mum, who has spent countless hours taking me to all my trainings, and games over the years. You are my biggest fan, and, I, and I've never in your eyes have ever played a bad game. I can always count on you to make me feel better, even when I had an absolute shocker. To my dad, thank you for teaching me this game, for spending time when I'm sure you were tired and sore from your own trainings to teach me this game as a young girl. And even when you knew there was no future in it, you taught me anyway. You are the reason why I love this game. And I'm proud, so proud that I got to play here. Even more proud that I got to wear the same number as you. Abby, you were lucky enough to be right there to I play was. the first two years with Erin Phillips. I think for my, she's the greatest AFLW footballer totally. we've seen by far. 
What were your experiences and memories of playing alongside her? Oh, congratulations, Flip, first and foremost. An incredible, amazing story as well, of course, has dominated the basketball world uh, for many, many years before the AFLW came about and her opportunity to come back and finally play footy, something that she had dreamt of as a young girl. Yeah, she is just an unbelievable person, first and foremost. One of the best athletes you'll ever see going around. But just the fond memories of Erin are just how relentless she was in the pursuit of excellence, I guess. Um, You know, always trying to strive to make the team better, uh, but also her as an individual athlete. It didn't matter how old she was or, or, you know, know, how young she was or, or whatever it was. She was always looking to be better and get better each and every day. And that's something that I certainly idolized about her. And playing, uh, you know, alongside her for the first two years, she just had the amazing ability to just turn a game on its head and and win a game off Mm. her own boot. And that's something that only a very, very, very limited number of players have the ability to do. So um, congratulations, Flipper. We absolutely adore you and thank you for everything uh, that you've done um, for the AFLW competition and, and women's football in general. Did she have an aura about her? Because oh. all the greats have an aura. When yeah. they walk in, you sort of even if you're a friend, you still have that little bit of they have this presence about Absolute, them. Did she have that? Absolutely. And in, in the first few years at the Crows, so Chelsea Randall, Erin Phillips were co-captains, right? So Chelsea Randall was more... <laughs> They're both amazing leaders, but very different. So Chelsea was a real empath. Um, she was so approachable and and kind of the mother hen and, and the carer of the group. Yep. Whereas Erin was the kind of person that was just no bullshit. You know, get on, get out on the track, work hard. Um, you know, be the best that you possibly can. And then if you need me to lift in a game of football and win it. I'm going to do that for you. Like she, she was, and Chelsea was the same. Almost Don't get me wrong. Almost the head of the time with the professionalism and the professional yeah. needed at that level. The attitude you had to have to be relentless to be the very best. 100%. Yeah. And that was so crucial yeah. for a number. Of, I, I was fortunate to have been in high, I guess, high performance environments from a young age with netball. Um, but for so many who hadn't experienced that coming mm. into the Crows environment in the first, you know, first pre-season into the first season, like she just set the standard first up and um, yeah, she's just an, an incredible person. Yeah, well done, Erin Phillips. She will be missed, but you're right. She has been an absolute star and has set the competition up for the next generation of young girls coming through. Hey, some other footy news we've seen this week and read that the AFLW will fall short of getting uh, the crowd figures needed to trigger an extra round of games for next season. So it's going to be bumped up to 11, but the girls are hoping to get 12 and potentially more down the track. So that meant they needed over 100,000 fans this weekend, which is basically impossible to achieve. What are your thoughts on that, on just uh, not reaching the, the crowd trigger and going to just have the 11 games next season? Yeah, so as part of the CBA, there was a clause um, within the bargaining agreement um, from September this year that stipulates that they needed an average crowd attendance of 3,500 and that would be the trigger um, to allow for another round next year or next season. So unfortunately, they're not going to get there. But Joey, whilst you know, players and and officials and everybody is going to be a bit disappointed with that. But these things take time. Um, I look at the men's competition for what it is today, and that's 150 years of history to put it into today's shape, which is a bloody good competition and, um, you know, some of the best athletes in the world. So to think that we're eight seasons in, not even at the completion of season eight and and where we are today um, with the opportunities both on field and off field for the athletes. I think we're we're certainly heading in an upward trajectory and I'm so excited at the growth of this competition so far. Um, But fingers crossed, 
um, you know, broadcast numbers and attendance rates can continue to climb because these athletes, they're putting on a show each and every week and they absolutely deserve it. And we will chat about the games in a minute because the games have been red hot and it's going to come down to the final round of the season to decide the top four, the minor premiership and the top eight. So plenty of footy, but just quickly on a sad note, the AFL investigators will be combing through footage, broadcast footage from Saturday's game to find the fan who racially abused Muat Lalawifi, and they are going to be banned for life, which we all agree. That has just become the norm now in any sport, really, but disappointing the AFLW had to uh, had to go through something like this, which we've seen in the men's competition. So disappointing, and it breaks my heart that we have to keep having these conversations. Um, big hug for Lalawifi. Um, she's one of my favourite players in the competition to watch. She's a heart and soul player at the Carlton Football Club, so we wrap her arms around her first and foremost, but there is never, um, never any time or space in this game for racial vilification. And yeah, I, I hope that the AFL can find who this was because they will certainly be handed down that lifetime ban. And I think everybody um, will be behind them on that decision. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Spotify, please hit the bell. Abby, uh, the games this weekend. It's going to shake Woo! the finals. Top yes. spot up on the graph for grabs, the top four, top eight. What game are you most looking forward to? Oh, my goodness. There is so many. But I'd have to say another top four clash between the Ds and the Lions. Taylor Harris uh, coming back in for the first time, what was it, since round six? I yeah. Think? Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah. So it'd be good to see her slot straight back into that forward line. Uh, and for me, the Lions, like I need to see them respond after last week. Your Saints were bloody Flying. good. Nicky Del Sano's got them humming. They were very good. Uh, Credit to Nikki Dowell and, and the Saints girls. But, um, yeah, I'm really interested to see how the Lions will respond after that last week. Well, it's going to be a cracking weekend and then we will get stuck into the finals. Hey, we have to wrap it up. Good luck for your wedding this weekend. It is very, very exciting. Are you nervous or excited? Or what are you feeling right um, now? Yes, the wedding is coming up thick and fast. Mm. So um, I'm very excited. This year has been ab- absolutely chockers. So I haven't really <laughs> had much time to be uh, nervous or anything like that. So, um, no, we're pumped. It'll be great. Yeah, well, enjoy it with family and friends. It'll be a great occasion. We will see you next week or whenever you are back. And if you do have a question for us, make sure you get on Instagram or on TikTok on On Monday, Kate McCarthy will be joined by Richmond star Grace Egan. That's all we have time for on today's episode of Footy Talk. Listener.